0: Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. To another talk United Yellow Army podcast on a rainy day on the English Riviera. It's grim out there, isn't it? It is grim out there. It's We've got, got the window open
1: as well, so you might hear kind of a.
0: It's, amb- it's like one of those new age. Yeah, drops, a isn't kind it? of a, a gentle
1: sound of yeah. rain in the background, but yeah. it's yeah, you know, it's all good.
0: The ambient rainforest sounds in the background. Yeah. Talk United are back in training. That's the big news this week. They're back. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Yeah, look didn't lighted.
1: Yeah, he's happy about that.
0: So this week's podcast, we chat to Gary in a minute. We'll talk about the W team. There's a teaser question for you. And there's a little bit of news about Torquay or former Torquay players making it into the international squads this week. Okay, right. And there's some FA Cup football coming up next week.
1: There is, there is. Exciting stuff.
0: But first and foremost, the gaffer. Let's go over and hear what he has to say this week.
1: How was it yesterday? How was it?
2: Yeah, very good. Every... uh... You everybody uh, enjoyed it. Um, you know, we, we uh, did what we had to do. We, we assessed them first, Had a little test on how fit they were. So it was like a bit of sprinting and a bit of long running. Yeah. Um, and then we could gauge whether we could go sort of into the football or not. You yeah, know, And yeah. give them a few touches
1: of the ball. And Guy, Guy and I did. were expect- speculating about that. I mean, how do, you, how do you work it out with just five players and a couple of coaches? It's odd, isn't it?
2: We we know certainly the ones that we we've had previous. We know what the previous good scores were when they're when they're middle of the season and fit. Yeah. Um, and we expected them to come back, you know, very near those times. Yeah. And they did. So then, you know, they all love a little football sort of thing. So yeah. we ended up giving them a bit of what I call disguised money. So the <laughs> the, uh, the boys. Don't see it as a disguise at all. They know exactly what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're, you're doing a bit of running with the ball, sort yeah. of thing, you know. So it's, uh, and a little bit of touch and a little bit of work um, to, you know, what they wouldn't have done. They'd have done a lot of running in their individual work during the uh, break or the lockdown. Um, but uh, they wouldn't have, you know, touched the, the football much. No, They'd have been no. on their own, do you know what I mean? So, uh, so it was good
1: it was a long day because obviously we got four groups. Yeah, all of, you know an, an hour and a quarter
2: each. Because um, you're that's not cleaning you're stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, we we, we got a couple of fellows that are walking around looking like Ghostbusters, and <laughs> like spraying everything that, yeah. that you know moves or doesn't move. You yeah. know what I mean? It's un- un- unbelievable, really.
1: Um, how did the new boys turn out? They did look fit and uh, and and
2: yeah, they look yeah, they look very fit. I mean, we've got a good, uh, a very very good group of lads. Yeah, that that uh, quickly make new players very comfortable. Yeah, oh, that's good. You yeah, know, yeah, they're not they're not seen as competition. They're seen as being brought in to help. Yeah, and uh, and people then respect that and uh, you know definitely engage with them. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it works out well, and and the personalities that we've brought in, you know, we know that they're decent fellas, and they, you know, they really do want to, uh, you know, get their football careers on the go again.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, about the weather, Gary, that's been a bit bit of a problem, hasn't it?
2: Well, it is for us that are not running round. but for the boys, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a godsend, really, you know, right. often you you're doing pre-season in... In
1: In swelling conditions, yeah. In
2: swelling conditions. Um, And also they're they're running on ground that that would be in the summer quite hard. Yeah. Uh, You know, hard surface. So, no, they'd all much prefer to train in the rain on the side. So that's uh, exactly what they've got.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. What about friendlies and stuff? What have you got coming up?
2: Uh, the first friendly we got is on the
1: twelfth okay. of
2: September, and that is against Hemel Hempstead.
1: Is that at home? That's
2: at home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we play Hemel Hempstead. Then we play Bournemouth under twenty-three. Yeah. At home on the nineteenth.
1: Yeah. Uh, then we play. I put you under pressure Chippenham. here, not I? <laughs> Chipping them yeah. No,
2: yeah that that's Saturday, so
1: whatever
2: that is, nineteenth, yeah. Is yeah. And then it's uh, that's at home as well, and that's our home fixtures, and then we got the twenty sixth um will be passed away. Okay. All have got to be you know officially confirmed. Yeah. But that, that that's our plan at this moment in time. Okay.
1: And that's that's still behind closed doors at the moment, is it? <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, they're all behind closed yeah. doors, unfortunately, yeah. for
1: the fans. But, but it's um, nice to see fans getting yeah. into games now, isn't it? Uh, and under your level. Yeah,
2: that'd be that'd be terrific. Um, you know, it'd be, it's good for those clubs and also for
1: us. With a bit of luck, you know, we'll get our um, green
2: light. Figures to, yeah. yeah, the green light, and obviously the club and the authorities would have worked out how many we're
1: allowed in, you know, for the opening games of the season. Brilliant. Okay, Gary. Well, good good luck with training and uh, I hope you don't get too wet and uh, good luck and enjoy it. It must be good to be back, isn't it? It's great to be back, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really
0: is. So there's still a bit of mystery about what's going to happen when we get back. I mean, will there be fans in the ground? When will we start? Who will we play? Still a lot up in the air, but good to see the players back in training.
1: It wouldn't be uh, football at the moment without a bit of mystery, no, would it? <laughs> it's been a, a mystery-laden sort of four or five months, hasn't it? But it, um, it we're has. getting there, aren't we? Players are back in training. Yeah. Um, Gary is now talking... Over the last however months it has been since the last official um, press conference well, that we used to do at the, uh, the training ground, I've always phoned Gary more or less around nine o'clock in the morning on a tuesday yeah. when i'm putting the herald express together and um and he's always been good enough to talk to me then and i've recorded it for the podcast um notably at the end of that little interview there, there's some kind of alien sounds appearing <laughs> i think he's now on the road when i when i phone him it's um, progress isn't it hands-free obviously but on the road yeah. um to the training ground um, when I phone him uh, at 9 o'clock on Tuesday mornings now. So, yeah, we're all moving in the right direction.
0: The um, the training seems to have gone pretty well. I mean, obviously, we've only seen little snatches of small groups of players. Um, yeah. They all look in pretty good fettle. Well, Gary didn't say that any of them had failed his fat club test, which we talked no. about last season. Um, but, they, I mean, they will look pretty good. They must be delighted to get back into the swing of it, surely, even with the weather like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and in fact, Gary says in the, in the interview, doesn't he, that um, this weather's not bad for the players. It's rubbish for the coaches who yeah. are standing around. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for the players, you know, normally pre-season training is, is during a, a hot period of the year. Now, obviously, we'd like it to be hot at the moment. Uh, and it probably still should be but it's yeah. raining and it's not very hot either it's quite cold so for them i think it's probably a nice nice way to return
0: it is funny enough we would the last time that we did do those ordinary press conferences over at the training ground which would have been the first week in march would have been the last time we did that indeed uh we were right in the middle of a spell of dreadful weather so the player the last time the players <coughs> trained together it was like this
1: yeah that quite interestingly in that last ever press conference that we did uh, I interviewed ASA Hall um, we were in the very very early stages but the lockdown was still on the horizon just about yeah and um, but we were using sort of hand sanitizers and stuff as we went in yeah and uh, I, 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 ASA wanted to find somewhere quiet to, to do so I could do the interview with him and we, we ended up in the changing room i think and gary came in and said oh you're out 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 <laughs> you know no, no press in the changing rooms or during, during this this, yeah. this this coronavirus scare so we went outside and the moment we stepped outside it started raining so that was the last time uh, the press conference happened um obviously gary was right about the the, the, the chucking us out the changing room and uh, and obviously lockdown happened soon after that. And, yeah. You know, the rest, as they say, is history.
0: Indeed. It's going to be strange, isn't it? I think it's going to be a long time before we do the face-to-face press conferences again, whether we we'll would... end up doing Zooms, whether we'll yeah. end up doing outdoors. Well, I don't know what we'll do.
1: I would hope we return to them. Yeah. But I have a sneaking feeling we might not mm. because the world has opened up in as much as it's been proved that it's it's possible to do it in other ways. Yeah. Now, Torquay haven't done a Zoom press conference as yet. Um, I have taken part in one with Rob Baxter of Exeter Chiefs. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, they're quite a big concern in rugby and there was, you know, quite a lot of journalists involved in that and um, and it was quite well done. Um, I didn't stay to the end because it was right before it, the Exeter Express an echo deadline, and I just wanted a line of him before the yeah. before yeah. The, the the paper went to press. But um, I, so I don't know how long it went on. I just got what I could, and then and then that was it. But um, th- that worked quite well. There's That's, no reason yeah. why we can't do that. It'd be a shame. I mean, one of the good things about press conferences at um, Plainmoor or Seal Hane or at the the South Devon College is, of course, you know, I'd just email Patrick beforehand and just say, can you grab a couple of players for me after we talk yeah, to Gary? Yeah. And, you know, he, he, would, he would kindly go and find a couple of players who, who I could talk to. Um, so, you it's know, maybe that might it? not yeah, happen. Yeah. You know, but, but everything is different. Everything is changing. And it we does. just have to get used to it.
0: it. I mean, from a news point of view, I've covered quite a few council meetings by Zoom now, which is an interesting experience quite a big meeting with um with the people from and does care organization yesterday did all that on zoom it's possible but you do lose that face-to-face contact yeah you. you lose the shaking hands with people you lose the chatting to people as they come across the car park yeah you kind of lose the um you, lose, you don't intimacy. get a sense of yeah of things you do don't. You? It's, you don't it's
1: very it's very clean isn't it's it? impersonal yeah that's the thing
0: yeah. I, and i think we'll i think we'll lose something if it goes that way but as you say the world's moved on Yeah. people are um, yeah. people are doing things differently i
1: mean differently. W- w- even at, at matches i mean um, Exodus exeter city were conducting their post match interviews yeah through zoom not were on, they? The, on not on yeah. the sidelines because you couldn't have a press crowded round a, a manager as a, a, as is what happens after a game you know half yeah. an hour after a game the manager comes out you have the the, the writers there you have the the, the bbc Journalist with his it's microphone like, leading the questions. You're because, all
0: jostling to try and get your mobile yeah, phone in close. That's not going to happen, yeah, is it?
1: No. So they, you know, um, I don't know about the rugby. I presume it's the same with the rugby. But I know when Exeter City were in the playoffs, all the post-match con- yeah. uh, conferences were done uh, over Zoom. Now I don't know how soon after the game that was done um, because they didn't butt up against deadlines for me. Um, no. And either Stuart James or Daniel Clark did those games. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting as, as the season develops to see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, interesting. Things are, gonna, things are never going to be quite the same again, are they? No, no. Which is... Um, In all walks of life. Yeah, I think you're right. The fixtures come out uh, September the 8th, which yep. is about 10 days away now. <laughs> which for me is a Tuesday <laughs> deadline day. So thank you for that? that, National League. Well, if it comes out in time, you'll have a scoop. If uh, yeah. It, if they come if out they too come late come the Because they day, haven't said
1: what time they're coming out. Um, if they come out too late for the deadline, I'll be gutted. <laughs> you will. You'll be <laughs> seething.
0: I'm not going to ring you that day no. at all. That's for absolutely sure. But things are starting to move Fixtures come out. We'll find out who we've got over the high days and holidays. Weymouth, Yeovil. Yeah. Um, There's some good games coming out of that. I'm really looking forward to seeing those fixtures this season. If nothing else, because it returns us to some kind of normality.
1: Yeah, it does. To
0: have a fixture list in your pocket and somebody says, can you do such and such on November the 12th? Now I can't because talk you're at home to Woking or something
1: (laughs) like that. If... um, if they do kick off, which we all hope they will, and, and at the moment there's no reason why they won't, on October the third, it will be almost seven months yeah. since they last kicked a a, a a football in 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 a competitive game, which is extraordinary. If you said yeah. that to 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 me two years ago, you know, you would you would never yeah. have believed it.
0: And I wonder if at national league level whether the strong teams will still be the strong teams. You know what I mean? In the the Premier League, it's pretty much turned out that there weren't many surprises. I mean, Wolves were better after lockdown than they were before
1: lockdown. Some were were worse. One or
0: two teams were worse. But I wonder what it'll be like at National League level. If you've got a whole league of players, some of them part-timers, who haven't played for seven months.
1: Yeah.
0: Which teams are going to come out the strongest?
1: (coughs) I think... um, When you look at the Premiership, it was a continuation of the the previous season, wasn't it? Mm. So you had some way of gauging that. I think because the National League um, uh, will be a fresh season with with new players and squads... A lot of new
0: players, yeah. I think
1: think it will probably feel just like... um, Last season was last season and those teams did that and yeah. then this season is this season and and this is what the teams are going to do this season
0: I wonder to what extent it'll be a blank sheet of paper right? yeah I the, think the it teams will be. that you yeah. expect to do well might not and, yeah I mean, it all adds to the intrigue and the mystery of the whole does. thing, doesn't
1: it? It does. It's exciting, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can't wait. And of course, before we get carried away with league fixtures, we mentioned it last week, but there is FA Cup football right on your doorstep next week.
1: FA Cup football on Tuesday. Um, you've got to pick a pick of games. Um, Newton Abbott. Newton Abbott Spurs. Yeah. Buckland. Or Buckland. And, yeah. I think my... Just, just because I'll take my camera... I'll probably do one half at one game and one half at the other.
0: That's just showing off, isn't that it? That might be showing off. Yeah.
1: Um, there Bobby you Tracy goes. are away, um, so those are the three three uh, teams in our our immediate locality that are involved. Um, so good luck to them. I've spoken to Adam Castle, the director of football at Buckland, this week. Obviously, the anomaly with Adam is, is he's a director of football that, that lives in Ireland.
0: Yes, indeed. Um,
1: Paul Froud, the manager, uh, and Danny Gaze. He's a part of the South Devon uh, College setup. up actually. Uh, they're a manager and assistant manager. Paul Froud w- was on holiday, so I spoke to Adam this week. And then I spoke to Adam Dyson, uh, who is back as manager of Newton uh, Spurs. Um joint manager this time and he's looking forward to it. He can't that wait bit, to yeah. get back. They've got they've got some players in that squad this season. That's gonna be an interesting yeah. watch going to to Newton at Spurs. They've bought they've brought in some some really good players. So I'm really looking forward to Tuesday night. Um just getting to see some football. I mean I know Absolutely. I saw, I know I saw Buckland ba- against Chippenham as a yeah. friendly, but Actual real football, Proper yeah, with something on football.
0: it. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you know, elsewhere, I mean that was Jared Lewington scored again for Tiverton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's good to against see Exeter. There are um, games going on.
1: From the spot. Yeah. Um, there was a game they've got a, they've got a team as well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And there was a game on up at Gampton as I passed the other night. Was I, that, think, I think nice it was a youth see. game, but yeah. good to see people there, obviously well spread out around the touchline, a game yeah. on with a crowd. It's just good. You know, we're beginning to get something back to normal again, yeah. aren't we?
1: Yeah, it, it feels more normal each week, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does. Okay, before we move on to the W team this week then, um, and some news on internationals, so let's give you the G question. The The question that, I, that we do every week is, the player whose name begins with G with the most appearances for Torquay and the most goals for Torquay?
1: I've got an idea of the goals.
0: I think you'd have a pretty good idea of the goals. We won't spoil it before the end of the podcast, but I I'm think I'm
1: not sure about the appearances.
0: Appearances, yeah, I
1: have to have a think about that.
0: Yeah, so appearances <coughs> and goals. Players beginning with G. Give us your best guesses before the end mm, of the podcast, and okay. don't, don't let me forget to give the answers. No, I won't. I won't. Uh, congratulations to two X goals this week. We've made it into the Wales squads for the forthcoming internationals. Kiefer Moore who's now at Cardiff City, uh, is in the Wales full squad, as he will be for a few seasons to come. I think he's going to cement his place in there. So that's not really a surprise, but big congratulations to Joe Lewis of Swansea City, who we had on loan at Torquay last season, and I thought looked a terrific player.
1: Yeah, he, he took a while to, to cement a place in the team, but once he got into the team, he, he looked really good. He looked young, well done, doesn't he? Strong, yeah. competitive, um, assured, reliable.
0: Good footballer. Yeah. And he's in the Wales under-21 squad. Yeah. So um, congratulations to well him. Well done, Joe. He'd be a player we'd love to see back as well, would wouldn't we? we? Yeah. Wouldn't we just? yeah, and so. Kiefer as well. too. Yeah. Do you think Kiefer would come back on loan? Of course he would. Yeah. He'd jump at the chance, I'm yeah. sure. He's good at jumping. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, the W team then. Thank you once again to Julian. We're kind of reaching the end of this odyssey through the, it's um, the alphabet. It's been an odyssey, hasn't it? It yeah. certainly has. It's got us very nicely through lockdown. Now.
1: It's perfect. Yeah, thank you, Julian.
0: Because somebody said the other day um, in some other context that this is about the 23rd week of lockdown yeah. now. So we're lurching uncertainly towards the end of the alphabet. Yes. We have yes. W this week. Next. What are we
1: going to do after that?
0: I don't know. We'll think of something.
1: Yeah.
0: We will think of something. There'll be ideas. We'll do X, Y, Z all together next week. There aren't very many of them. I think yeah. we can muster a 6 side team next week. Yeah. But the W's, we are we are well endowed with okay. W's.
1: Let, let's go for it. This
0: week. We begin in goal with a player that I've completely forgotten. Keith Welch is our goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, a
1: member from Bristol City.
0: Bristol City. He played yeah. uh, 200-odd games for Rochdale. He played nearly 300 for Bristol City. Played 100-odd games for Northampton as well. Came to us... Must have been a loan, 2002-2003. Yeah, it was a four games.
1: Yeah. Do do remember him, actually. I can see his face, actually. So, quite um, a,
0: Obviously, quite a, a seasoned journeyman goalkeeper. He was a, a, lot he was of a games. decent
1: goalkeeper, yeah. He was, um, Nearly
0: 600 games yeah, elsewhere. I can't
1: remember if it was just a, a loan because of injuries or, or what. But if that's the start of that... I, is that the promotion season? Or it's the year after it's the, the promotion season. It was the year
0: before the promotion the before season. The promotion so it was season. the beginning of putting that squad together. Oh, that's interesting. So he'd have been part of the uh, the building yeah. process there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, happy to have him in. So we got a strange formation this week. Julian has come up. He's trying to fox us again this week. It's a 5-2-1-2 two, two this week. It'll never five, work. it will never work. <laughs> um, so in no particular order, our five defenders, we have to give... Uh, pride of place to Ben Winter in yeah. our defence um, he's been with us since 2018 he's played 77 games yeah. scored three goals the first two didn't matter at all the third one was the equaliser at Woking for which we will love him forever
1: and still very young which which caught me by surprise when he won the yeah. uh, young player of the year last season um, I, I would never have said he would have been no, no been cause he's, been, he's yeah. been with
0: us for a while he did score that tremendous goal at Woking that sent us all into raptures mm-hmm. at uh, Woking I think he's been one of the big success stories absolutely of, uh, of yeah. Gary's time yeah uh, I mean Jamie Reid is the one that we all talk about but Ben Winter I mean I'm not saying he wasn't a good player to begin with but I think Gary has just made him better and better yeah. and Ben carries on improving and he's one of the first names on the team sheet now isn't
1: absolutely, he absolutely yeah yeah nailed
0: on isn't he i think he's a very very good player hopefully going to be with us for a little bit longer for part of the promotion team next over. year part yeah he's already been part of one promotion yeah. team. be part of the next promotion yeah. team as well we like the sound of that alongside him chap by the name of andy wharton came to no us no idea who loan talking about? i tell you what julian's <laughs> done us proud this week andy wharton 10 games on loan from burnley uh, in 1983-84 wow. okay. he then went on to play for Chester had quite a long career as a pro uh, good player not a great deal of time spent at Torquay no. but we found no. him anyway
1: I wonder if he remembers it
0: three slightly better known names coming up in the rest of our defence Now, Steve Woods
1: oh of course, Woodsy,
0: Woodsy. 283 games wow. for Torquay an absolute fixture he was here from 2001 to 2009 uh, he'd been at Stoke. He'd been at Chesterfield. He came to Torquay on on a short term deal, and he impressed uh, Roy McFarlane. Yeah. Got himself a long term deal, and basically, we well, talk about players who were the first name on the team sheet. Woodie yeah. absolutely was. Was he? He was.
1: He was such a good defender, wasn't he? And you know, defenders like that for for periods of time like that are, 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 are gold dust, aren't they? Because they are. You know, you build from the back, don't mm. you? And um, you know, he probably partnered. Quite a few people at the back. Woosley springs to mind. And yeah. There were others. He'd have
0: played but in there with Craig Taylor Craig probably. Craig Taylor, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, he would have done, yeah. And a few others. and But very reliable, very reliable. Scored goals as well. Scored a couple it, of goals. 11
0: goals. 11 goals, goals was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was part of the 2004 promotion he scored, team. He
1: scored at the South End,
0: didn't he? Did he score the first one or am I? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. Of course he did. Yeah. Um, Yeah, part of that promotion team, of course, he was relegated with us. He played in League One, in League Two and in the conference. He didn't play in the promotion game at Wembley, uh, the Cambridge game. He wasn't in the side then. I think he was reaching the end of his time. Paul Buckle kind of um, made him surplus to requirements, didn't he? Um, Bucks was quite ruthless around that time, wasn't he? he he was. was, And I remember
1: Woodsy being a bit... Yeah, there were some frustrated by that.
0: Some big characters in that squad who suddenly found that they were surplus to requirements, which is
1: a shame because he was such a good player for the club. He
0: was. Uh, Alongside him, we'll put Alex Watson.
1: Alex Watson. Alex Watson. Another another strong central defender. Yeah,
0: 1995 to (coughs) 2001, 230 games Mm -hmm. for Alex Watson. Nine goals, probably eight of them headers. Do we reckon?
1: Yeah, I reckon so.
0: Probably brother of Dave. Powerful bang headers. I hadn't realised until I was reading up on him yesterday, he actually played in the charity shield for Liverpool in 19, uh, 1988 when they beat Wimbledon 2-1. Wow. They beat yeah. the Crazy Gang 2-1 and he started in the charity shield. That
1: would have been after but, the yeah. Crazy Gang had beaten them in the FA Cup the year before then, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah. 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 So he played in that one. Uh, he had five years at Bournemouth, he was club captain there, uh, and he was assistant manager at Torquay with, uh, to West Saunders.
1: He was, of course he was, yeah, you yeah. forget that. He After his time at the club, he went on to work for South Devon College. He
0: did, yeah. yeah. He was instrumental in putting together what is now a, a very strong yeah. he was, uh, he football was at, and sports put the foundations faculty. together to me, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, and alongside him finishing our back five is Mike Williamson. Mike Williamson,
1: Mike yeah, Williamson. yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw Mike Williamson the first time right back in, in Leroy's day. Richard Hancocks was running the... Um, uh, no, it would have been Roy's day. Richard Hancock was running the, the uh, the youth team, and he was a contemporary. He was in the first year with people like, well, maybe he was in the second year, but uh, he was with people like Kenny Griffiths and, Kane Bond and yeah. uh, and and Graham Killary and and.
0: Kenny's like, still playing for Buckland as well. I see a picture Kenny's of him in the still paper playing this for week. Buckley, yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, Mike was a first year or a second year. I'm not sure, but. Um, he, he picked up the ball in defence and just the first time I've seen him and he ran through the, the opposition and I can't know if he scored or whether he, he laid yeah. it off, but I, I immediately thought, oh, there's a player. And then Roy brought him into the first team. I think he played five times. Is that right? Well, before he, he
0: got his big move. A total of 16 games for us. He so came back on appearances. loan. Yes, of course, he yeah. did, didn't he? So, yeah, the, after five, you I right. think
1: he, he I think he played five yeah. games for a centre back, by the yeah. way. To get five games in a in a first team in football league, men's football league at the age of I think he could only have been seventeen. Yeah, is quite some, some feat, um, and then obviously Southampton came along and and uh, snapped him up.
0: Paid a hundred thousand for him. Yeah, played a lot of games for Southampton. Played a lot of games for Wickham Wanderers as well. And then played even more games for Newcastle. Yeah. Bit of a bit of a legend up there. Only scored one goal for Newcastle.
1: Is he still the manager at Gateshead? I think. He I might believe be the he's manager still at Gateshead. Gateshead,
0: looking after the interests of uh, young Mister Keating. Yes. Yeah. Uh, along with a, a good squad of players. I mean, that was from Paynton as well. Yeah. 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 Paynton lad. Um, Gateshead. I mean, difficult job at Gateshead because they've had their troubles. Yeah, they. They've been double or triple relegated, yeah. and they're fighting back, aren't they? Yeah. So. It'd be you know, interesting
1: to see how, what he does there.
0: A bit of a Phoenix club. It'd be good to see him um, make a success of that. Yeah, it,
1: it will do. Mike Williamson and uh, also Liam Rossini uh, are perfect examples for me of those players that you are overcritical of when you watch Premiership games, when, yeah. when ex-Talkie players are playing.
0: I think you're right, now, yeah.
1: Now, they are... You know, they're not England material. They mm. are decent Premiership-level players
0: and yet when you watch them you see all the mistakes I, I agree with you completely so when you watch Mike playing for Newcastle you were always like you say you were always squinting yeah and thinking, oh, he hasn't quite done anything. yeah Easy and I used us to get to that with
1: Liam as well yeah and I think anyone else watching them might not necessarily have watched them with such a critical eye as we did but I used, you're right you used to make it oh yes oh do something <laughs> good with it
0: <laughs> right into the midfield so I, I'm not sure how this midfield um Formation is going to work. But when I tell you who the free player in front of them is, you'll okay. understand. Well, I can think N- of one. Nicky Rowe is, in, Nicky Rowe. is okay. anchoring the yep. midfield here. Yep. Uh, Nicky Rowe was with us at, at, in the Halcyon days. He was there from 2008 to 2011. Played 130 games. I think he was
1: quite considered quite a big signing when he came as well, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah,
0: he was. He came from York. He built yeah. at Barnsley. He came from York uh, for an, un, one of those undisclosed fees. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll never know <laughs> quite how much that was. Uh, he scored a hat-trick. He's uh, one of two hat-trick heroes, actually three hat-trick heroes that we'll mention today. He got a hat-trick against Cheltenham in the FA Cup in 2009, so we'll give him, um, give him kudos for well that. Well done, yeah. He was part of the Wembley promotion team. He's another player to play in a promotion side. Uh, but he went to Shrewsbury, a slightly strange... because yeah. we, we got Jake Robinson on loan, and Nicky Rowe went the other way, not on loan.
1: Yeah, and then didn't Jake Robinson score for...
0: Scored against Rose scored yeah. a couple against Shrewsbury before yeah. us. Yeah, that was a that was a joyful time, <laughs> as far as I remember. Uh, and the last um, reference that I can find to Nicky Rowe, he was at Boston in two thousand and nineteen. So still playing. Oh,
1: still playing up there at Boston. Um, okay, still
0: doing well. Good play. Quite a cultured player. Quite yeah, a I remember player, him I being
1: sort of you know that kind of cultured midfield figure.
0: Yeah, quite a smart, clever yeah. player. Um, positional player was always very good. Quite liked him, and alongside him. Our hero from last season, our player of the year, uh, the official club player of the year as well, Ben Whitfield. Uh, Ben, who came to us last season, uh, so a season before, no, last season, in fact, played 32 games, seven goals, everyone a winner. Uh, He he was on a kind of a prove yourself deal, wasn't he? he Yeah, he certainly did that. He didn't get on with John Ashton <coughs> at Port Vale, apparently. That's a bit of a. That's right. And that was. He came to Chalky and Gary said, basically, okay, come down here and prove yourself. And as you say, he absolutely did. Um,
1: yeah, decent ter- player.
0: Terrific player. Good on watching. the ball, fast, quick thinking, yeah. good
1: feet. Yeah. Um, we'll take people on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he's a great player. Uh, and um, the fans took to him. Very absolutely. quickly as well.
0: He is one of those players who'll get you out of from in front of East Enders on a wet Tuesday evening to go and yeah. watch a football match, isn't yeah, he? Because absolutely. Ben Whitfield is playing, something is gonna happen. Yeah. I'm looking forward to he's one of those players I'm really looking you forward like to. It, you like him, don't you? I do. I think he's a really good player. But there's an enigma coming up oh, next. Oh what? Playing an enigma <laughs> uh, in front of those two. Brett Williams.
1: Oh yes.
0: The okay. Enigma that is Brett Williams. Interesting. Very good player I would not have wanted to be Brett William's manager no uh, he was with us had a uh, touch a of the of
1: about him didn't he
0: nicely put yeah yeah I know what you mean drifted in and out <coughs> of games but,
1: but on but, occasions did things that left you wondering why he didn't do it all the time
0: absolutely always affected the games that he was in as yeah. well yeah. played 77 go- games for us, scored 16 goals yeah. in that time. It was not a bad return. It was not
1: bad, but for a player of that quality, you would expect it to be higher, really, I guess. Yeah, it
0: was the consistency that was yeah. kind of missing with Brett. And quite often, he would drift in and out of games. And when he wasn't in the team, he would quite happily hold court with the fans to explain why he felt he should have been in the yeah. team. Um, I always liked watching him as a player he'd been at reading he didn't get a game at reading but he was you know he'd been snapped up by reading who thought they were going to make a premier league player out of him didn't quite happen played a lot of games for all the shots stevenage Forest green came to us went to bromley came back to us mm. he was part of at least one great escape Yep. um it's a good good player
1: yeah i mean when he scored goals it were they were good goals and yeah. You could tell there was something about him. He had a bit he had a bit of a Jason Fowler swagger, but I wouldn't put him he anywhere did. near a Jason Fowler bracket.
0: But swagger is another yeah. good way of putting it. There was just that I wonder what he would have been like under a manager like Gary. Interesting. I'm not not saying that any of the other managers didn't handle him properly, no. but Gary would have handled him very differently.
1: Yeah. Or would Gary I mean but, but then again, is that the kind of player that Gary's interested in?
0: Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Um, but yeah, kudos to Brett Williams for what he did bring to the team and his part in the Great Escape. Yes. Always, always happy with that so he's he's well worthy of his place Absolutely. in the team. Absolutely. Which brings us to up front, <clears throat> a player that we spoke about quite a lot um, last week, Alan Welsh, who sadly died uh, earlier this month. Uh, yeah, one hundred and sixty-one games between nineteen sixty-seven and seventy-two played up front with Robin Stubbs. Played up front with John Rudge as well during that time. Contributed a lot of goals with those guys. So Alan Welsh, absolutely worthy of his place in the team. And alongside him, of course, Afeon Williams. Of course. What a player he was about to be. Neville Southall, after the game where he scored his hat-trick, which we'll come to in a minute, Neville Southall just came out and said, he's a Premier League player in the making. Which is
1: a shame, because he didn't make it.
0: Yeah, he got injured, didn't he? He's got (sighs) some injuries and nothing quite went his way. I'm
1: not sure he was... Fully aware of his of his talent himself, or, or no, not aware. Um, had had confidence in it. Mm. Um, that hat trick on his debut. Uh, August nineteen
0: ninety nine. That was.
1: Yeah, against Hartlepool.
0: Against Hartlepool. Who yeah. he would go
1: on to play for? Um, that, that was that was something special, wasn't it? And it was it was. It was. Obviously, you you go to a game, two debuts that day. Effion Williams and Jean-Pierre Sim Jean P- the immortal <laughs> Jean-Pierre Sim yeah. uh, both went down and talking about history um, for different reasons <laughs> um, yeah uh, you, you watched that and you thought wow we've got to play 70,000 from Barry from
0: Barry he, he, all the building blocks were there for yeah. a fantastic career he played for Carnarvon then he played in the Champions League for Barry yeah um, apparently- he scored
1: lots of goals for them the season yeah. before Um <clears throat> and, of course, it's probably one that was under the radar of most Talk United fans, but obviously not under the radar of uh, the man who signed him. Exactly. That, was it
0: Wes? Uh, I think it was, because having Lee Barrow and Paul Mitchell both <coughs> playing in the Barry side...
1: Ah. And
0: they, they both... Was you know, that what it was? It, they okay, must, they, they, would have, they would the have direction. been the
1: information then. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And they pointed him in the direction of Talkie and said, it's a good place to go. Yeah. So, August 99, he got the hat trick. Um... He had blighted by injuries his time at Playmore as well. He yeah. obviously then went to Hartlepool, didn't he? The and he,
1: he played a lot of games for Hartlepool as well. Mm. He, I mean, he was, I don't know if he went anywhere else afterwards, but you'd think of it, Think of him as a two-club man, cl- two man, wouldn't you? Yeah. Talking in Hartlepool. He was quite big there as well.
0: And the last mention I can find of him online, he was a PE teacher in Hartlepool.
1: Is that so right? So he stayed up there. don't know down. if he's
0: still involved in football, but uh, what a pl- that Just that flash of brilliance, that day in August 99. And yeah. you thought, wow, we've got a player here. I
1: also have a good memory of uh, a very late goal away at Brighton. Yeah. Uh, in probably what they would have called them, that time Division 3. I don't know. Cause it, it was that get... confusing
0: time when we were in you... div- briefly in the division same two, and, then division. And, three. And, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, late goal, 1 0, Brighton. Me and my mates had gone up for. Uh, actually, we were in London. V- for the week before, and we went down to stay with a friend in Brighton. Then and had a good night that night after that goal at the older, uh, the old uh, the old Wivdean Stadium. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, which uh, was kind of a temporary arrangement that that lasted at mm. lasted like the the the, yeah. the the prefabs did after the war up until did. the seventies. Um, yeah, so uh, it was it was a good day. We made we we had a few drinks and we 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 walked around Brighton trying to find people who who actually cared. Not many people did. Scroll forward twenty years, and of course, everyone's a Brighton fan now in Brighton. Aren't they? They weren't then. No, not not when they're in the bottom division.
0: Tell that to the young people. Yeah. (laughs) So that's your team on the bench, by the way. A couple of Ws on the bench. Mario Walsh. Mario Walsh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, eighty four to eighty seven. He was at Playmore when we really weren't very good, but he played one hundred and thirteen games, twenty three goals in that. That's good, yeah. That's not bad at all, is it? Um, he went on to play for Colchester and Southend. Uh, Peter Whiston is yes. also on the bench. Yes, uh, liked him. He, um, Came he's from one of those. Yeah, he's one of those players who played for Plymouth, Torquay, and Exeter. He did
1: play for Plymouth as well, did he? He did yeah.
0: Played fifty two games, scored two goals for us. Defender. Defender. Yeah, played one game for Southampton as well, which presumably was either in the Championship or in the Premier League. I would
1: have thought so. Yeah, around that time, that's the only level they were playing at.
0: Just the one game. One thing I forgot with <coughs> Avian Williams, reading around the subject online, a player that nobody remembers scored a hat trick on his debut for a player by the name of Peter larriman another player to score a hat trick on his debut for Torquay. Is Think that the a- only other one? Was David Bings wasn't a debut? was no, There's it it? two. He scored two. He scored two. In that case, Peter Larriman I think, is. And the it only was his one. debut,
1: but it was he scored two. Yeah.
0: September nineteen sixty one. We beat Barnsley six two, and Peter Larriman got a hat trick.
1: Very good. An
0: unsung yeah. Playmore more hero. Uh, managers, obvious choices. Uh, let's make the assistant manager David Webb. Who of we course. Spoke about at some length. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's the 23rd most successful manager in Torquay history with 26.67% winning rate. Okay. Thank you to TorquayFanStats.com, yeah. which is the, the go-to site for anything yeah, to do the with Torquay. The go-to for when I'm ever, look, ever looking for stats. But the manager obviously is Eric Weber. Of course, how can not be? There are some wonderful pictures around of Eric Weber yeah. as well fag clamp between his teeth chatting yeah. to the players Yeah, um, there are some great pictures try and dig one of those out to go with this podcast online because uh, the great picture uh, he was manager from October 1951 <coughs> yep. until May 1965
1: that is some managerial career or that's when that, clubs really stuck yeah. with
0: their managers wasn't uh, it
1: yeah but even then I, I suspect that's quite a long
0: time yeah Uh, He's been manager of the most games for Torquay. he's managed Torquay through 680 games. That's more than any other manager. 275 wins. That's more than any other manager as well. Wow, yeah. And a win rate of 40.44%. Wow, that's good. That only puts him seventh in the list. Does it? Gary Johnson is currently top of that list because Gary, obviously, uh, his win rate has been phenomenal since he's been with us. But Eric Weber, over the course of 14 years... That's not bad going. Isn't
1: that's that's very good, and yeah, talkie talky legend.
0: Talky legend indeed. There are pictures of him all over the ground. As, <coughs> there are as there should be, as well. There you go. Thanks, Julian, for pointing us in the direction of the W. The last time in this alphabet that we'll be able to muster a full team. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. There you go. But we'll we'll come back to you with a six aside team next week for the X and there's one Z. And we can all remember who he is. He's playing for Chippenham Town these days. He is, yes. But yeah. in case you yeah. can't remember him, we'll let you stew on that till next week. <laughs> the G question then, the, for the goals. David Graham. David Graham, correct. You're absolutely right. 49 goals. 49,
1: that was right. I remember it wasn't quite 50. Yeah, yeah, it
0: didn't quite make the 50. In second place, by the way, uh, I'm interested to just go with Martin Gritton. I was going to say Martin Gritton, yeah. Second, and They played yeah. together a lot, didn't they, yeah. as well? So the G unit. The there. G-Force. Yeah, uh, 26 goals, Martin Gritton. Okay. And 49 for David Graham. Appearances.
1: Right, I'm struggling with this. Um, Bertie's got an appearance. What do you reckon, Bert?
0: Yeah, Bertie's right, Mervyn Gill.
1: Mervyn Gill? Mervyn Gill. Yes, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have come up with that if you'd given me a month of Sundays. But, um, of course, I know the player.
0: Must have been a goalkeeper, though. 174 appearances, no goals. I'm not familiar with Mervyn Gill. Have you got the big book handy?
1: No. oh yes there it's it.
0: over here 174 appearances and no goals he was either a deep lying defender or a goalkeeper now we should know this 1956 to 1962 quick get the big book out 56 people podcast listeners who know their stuff will be one tutting two, three, and shaking four, their heads five. at the moment was he a number one in your team list
1: well, in this photo, he is a goalkeeper.
0: He is a goalkeeper. There he is. There we go. Oh, that's a goalkeeper, if ever. I saw and he's wearing a polo-neck jersey. Yep. Fabulous. So, yeah, so Mervyn Gill, 174 appearances. David Graham was next, by the way. Really? I, 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 I did wonder, because he, yeah. he did play a few games. 137 games yeah. for Torquay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's, that's your G questions. I think
1: the postman must have just turned up. <laughs>
0: I always like having a dog barking in the back of the <laughs> podcast because people know it's 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 done in the raw, isn't That's it? That's right, yeah. There's no yeah. polishing, there's no editing, there's nothing <laughs> There's nothing remotely professional about this podcast. No. That's the way we like it. Absolutely. We hope, we hope absolutely. you do as well. So that, I think that kind of brings us to the end, talking back in training, fixtures coming out in about 10 days' time, it's almost stopped raining, the sun's coming out, everything's going to be fine, isn't it?
1: everything is going to be absolutely brilliant
0: we may see you at an FA Cup game next week yeah and we'll certainly be back with the podcast next Thursday absolutely in the meantime come come on you yellows yellows. (laughs)